to have Rush on your side. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. It's Wednesday, kicking off hour number two. That music means it's time for head us to head east, all the way to Chicago, where we find our buddy David Kaplan, ESPN 1000, NBC Sports Chicago, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors. Here he is. Hello, Cap, Trent, and Ken. How are you? I am good. You know what I... You ever wake up and you have like a taste for something? I want a shake from the Drake Diner right now. <laughs> really? Of all things... Yeah. That place is awesome. No, How about a burger, yeah. fries, yeah. and a like a chocolate shake. Cap, we gonna we gonna get you back here this uh, winter. Are you gonna be any any MVC games making your way back to Des Moines? I haven't got my schedule yet, but I do know I'm doing MVC basketball for the league for Jack Watkins, the associate commissioner. He emailed me today, so I'm ready to rock and roll, and hopefully. We can all go chop it up at the Drake Diner one day. Absolutely. If we can't get a uh, booth, we'll sit at the counter and do just that. Uh, Cap, uh, lots of uh, well, obviously we have to start with the Bears and Justin Fields. And I have to think when Bill Belichick named Mac Jones his starter, that was almost like salt in the wound, I'm assuming, to Bears fans that the greatest coach in the history of maybe team sports um, is going to go with the rookie. Yet Matt Nagy, he does things differently, uh, despite the fact that his his his, uh, his rookie quarterback is better than the veteran. He's going to stick with Andy Dalton. Was that salt in the wound yesterday, Cap? Hundred percent. I mean, we, I blew our show up. All of a sudden, you know, we have this breaking news sounder, and it just comes in out of nowhere. But it has to be breaking news. You can't play it and have it not be a decent story. Boom! There's the sounder. We throw it to Danny Zetterman, our producer. And he says, guys, the New England Patriots have cut Cam Newton and a Mac Jones the starter. Bam. And lines. Every line on our studio phone bank filled. Well, how come <laughs> it could be okay for Bill Belichick to play the rookie who went after our guy and not good enough for our guy? But the other side of the argument is San Francisco traded up three draft, three first-round picks to get Trey Lance, and he's not starting. Yeah, he's hurt though, right? I mean, I'm not he saying he would have, yeah. but um, yeah, but he's got a finger injury anyway. Yeah, I don't think he would have started anyway. Mm-hmm. They're trying to develop him, which is what Matt says he's doing. But we we said today on our show, less Kansas City and more Patriots, please. Right. Yeah, good point because Andy Reid took that path with Mahomes and only played him. In week 17 against, at the time, the uh, hapless Denver Broncos. Trent, one more, for, and then a, 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 if you don't mind. Cap, could you recall a story, uh, a football story, any sports story, where the draft pick has the consensus, a citywide, Bears fans nationwide. Can you recall the uproar uh, for starting the rookie uh, over the veteran 
uh, in any sport like we're hearing out of Chicago and the Bears fan base pursuant to their desire to see Justin Fields start and start right away? I can't remember anything like this, Cap. Uh, that's a really good question. So if you think back when Derrick Rose went, number one, he was the starter from day one. Um, when the Blackhawks drafted Patrick Kane, he started from day one. Trying to think of other high picks. Mitchell Trubisky didn't, but there wasn't the outrage because people didn't like that the Bears drafted him anyway. So there wasn't this clamor, oh my God, we got to get Trubisky on the field. So yeah, that's probably a very astute point by you. This is probably the most outrage we've seen. Danny Trevathan just been uh, put on the IR. He'll miss a minimum of three games. Tariq Cohen, he'll start the season on the pup list. That means six games that he's going to be out impactful, hurt the bottom line, or eh, veterans, it's football, they're going to get hurt. Your takeaway from those two storylines from Bears camp. Yes, it's disappointing when you lose certain guys. Tariq Cohen, I think, is a significant sideline because he's such a impactful, dynamic guy in what Matt Nagy does. Like, we've seen Matt Nagy with this gimmicky stuff that he's run before, and think back to 20, what, 18 when they went 12 and 4. They were trying all these, you know, cool trick plays, all of it. And everyone was like, wow, look how innovative we are. We haven't seen that since then. Uh, you lost Tariq Cohen last year. Mitch wasn't good enough. So there was a number of things. But I think the loss of Tariq Cohen, even though they signed Damian Williams and he looks okay, I think that is a significant loss to what they want to do offensively. Because he's really like their Tyree Kill type guy. Cap, I don't think we've asked you this. Um, you don't have to go to Vegas to bet totals anymore. Bears are seven and a half. Uh, that's their over under win total this year. Did you take a side in this one yet, Cap? I did. I bet the over, but I mean, small, very right. small. Like in 18, I remember being out with you guys. I had significant, now, not like life changing money, but I had. You know, pretty good amount of money on the Bears over six and a half, I think it was, and they went 12 and four. <laughs> I thought it was literally, other than injury, it was, they were giving you free money. I just didn't see a scenario. They're not going to win seven games. Stop yourself. And they won 12. So I cashed. Uh, I have not bet a Bears total since then because I don't have any faith in the coaching staff and I don't have any faith in the team. Now, this year, I did play over. If it was eight and a half in the 17-game season, I would have stayed away. If it was north of nine, nine and a half, I would have gone under. But, yeah, I have a small, small wager on the over seven and a half. So, over on the seven and a half, you get the extra game in there as we go to a 17-game schedule. Who's your pick, then, to win the division? Is it going with the standard (laughs) Packers, you going Vikings, or... The Bears find a way and they trudge as everybody goes 9-8 and eight and they get the tiebreaker. <laughs> I have no choice. I have to pick the Green Bay Packers. They got the defending MVP in uh-huh. Aaron Rodgers. They got Devontae Adams. They're going to get Bakhtiari back at some point, mm-hmm. who, you know, top five left tackle in the sport. So, yeah, much as I dislike the Green Bay Packers because it's a rivalry, come on, man, how are you picking anybody else? 
Cap, do you have a game where you think that uh, the Bears will finally make the switch to Dalton? I mean, everybody keeps pointing to the you mean bu- field. Uh, feels better there. Yes, yeah, away from Dalton. Do you, do you do you have a game targeted that you think that you know maybe it's before that? Um, where do you think? When do you think he'll finally be given his opportunity? Week four, Detroit Lions. Yeah, that's where I think it is now. I don't mean that as disrespectful to the Lions because I was on with Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Shea Pepler yesterday, and I completely co-signed with what Keyshawn was saying. He's like, well, you don't want to play the kid against the Rams because, heaven forbid, Aaron Donald is going to rip his head off. Well, does that mean you don't play him in week two against the Bengals? Because they got some good players, and you don't play him in week three because Miles Garrett is on Cleveland. Like every week, there's, I don't care if it's the Lions or whoever, every week is, I'm um, stealing this from Keyshawn. Every week in the NFL, there are dudes that can rip your head off. I don't care how bad the team might be. So he's an NFL player. He's got to play. One of my biggest dislikes, frustrations with Ryan Pace, the general manager, it's not that he can't find good players. He's been able to do that, but it just doesn't feel like he can construct a roster in today's well football said. age. It's That is an astute point by you. Jalen Johnson's really good, but in today's NFL, you don't need one cornerback. You don't need one shutdown guy. You need at least three, probably four. They have one. The cornerback spot, is that the most concerning thing overall? You've got to have a nickel corner. They don't have that. you got to have a second corner. Yeah. They don't have that. This defense, I'm really concerned about that part. So I don't think their roster is close to completion. Now they're not going to find, you know, an all-pro left tackle on the waiver wire. They're not going to find an all-pro wide receiver on the waiver wire. I just don't think Ryan's done. He'll meet the media at 3 o'clock today. Today's the waiver claim deadline. The Bears are number 20 on that list because they lucked into a playoff berth last year. So you are exactly correct. I like Ryan very much. In terms of work ethic, he's a good dude. I think the culture up there is really good. That all said, how can you be in your seventh year as the general manager? Oh, the offensive line looks like a train wreck. Oh, we don't have enough cornerbacks. Uh, I'm not sure what we're doing at wide receiver. So how do you build a roster? Yes finding Darnell Mooney in the fifth round and Tariq Cohen in the fourth round and Eddie Jackson in the fourth round and drafting Roquan Smith. Like, there's some really, really good picks. Uh, Cody Whitehair, James Daniels, David Montgomery. Those are really good picks. Engineered the trade for Justin Fields. Looks like that's going to be a winner. Those are really good. But as you astutely point out, you have to build a roster, 1-53, to and I'm not sure he's good at doing that. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy. Cappy, let's move to baseball. We'll get to the White Sox in a second. Just saw a release from the Milwaukee Brewers. They're going to honor Bob Euchre's 50th anniversary as the voice of the Milwaukee Brewers. I mean, what an incredible... I remember him... Cap, you and I are roughly the same age. We both saw those Miller Lite commercials, as good as there was for back in the day. And that the was front row. Right in the 70s, right? I think that those came out. Um, I yep. remember he was in a television show. I couldn't tell you the name of it, but... Uh, Mr. Belvedere. Mr. Belvedere. Uh, but 50 years as the voice of the Brewers. Is, did, 
I mean, I'm sure you've spoken with him a number of times. Is this it for him? I haven't seen that. Uh, but what an unbelievable career. So he and I had a run-in. You got time for one quick story? Yeah, fire away. Okay, so we're sitting in the lunchroom at Wrigley. This is late 90s. Harry Carey had just died. And now, so this is the 98th season. And Harry dies right before the teams go to spring training. And John McDonough says, we're going to have guest conductors for the seventh inning stretch. And all we ask is, if you're not a Cubs fan or you're not connected to the Cubs, all we ask is, please do not say the name of your team. Out of respect for Harry, you know, if you're Vin Scully, you're doing it to say root, root, root for right. and, le- and let the crowd say it and just hold the mic. And they say that to Euchre. Hey, man, it's a big rivalry. Harry just died. Please do not mention the Brewers. Okay. Of course he does. <laughs> you root for the Cubs and I'll root for the Brewers and blah, blah, blah. I go on the air that night on Sports Central. I don't know Bob Euchre from Adam. I know he's a, an announcer. And I bury him on the radio. I see him the next day for game two of the Cubs Brewers series in the lunchroom. He comes up and just is in my face, furious. Who are you to go on the air and bury me? I'll squash you, blah, 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 blah. I said, okay, why don't you come on the show? We'll discuss it tonight. Deal. What time? I said, eight o'clock. We'll leave the second hour of my show with you. Done. Of course, 8 o'clock comes. Yeah, right. We go to news. We call him. Voicemail. We try to reach him. Nothing. So I'm on the air. It's now like 8.10. And I said, hey, if you're all out there listening, looking for Bob Euchre, the gutless windbag didn't call in. And I just crushed this guy. Well, he's in his car with the GM of the Brewers. Uh, at the time, I think it was Doug Melvin. And they were coming back from the casino in Aurora. They'd gone gambling. <laughs> and Doug Melvin, I ran into later, said, that's the funniest thing I ever heard. He was so mad driving the car, didn't have the call-in number, and he's listening to you bury him. He's having a stroke driving the car, and I think it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. And the next day, we go at it. And then we went to play in Milwaukee like 10 days later. I walked in his boots and put my hand out. And we cleared the air, and we've been cool ever since. That's great. Love Bob Euchre, and love that story. David Kaplan joining us here. Cappy, the White Sox currently a half game out from second place in the American League as they try to chase down the race for the best record. That might be too tall of a task, but the importance of catching Houston, getting home field in the divisional round against the Astros, how important is that, and how much talk is that as the White Sox are looking to chase something right now? Yeah, I think it is important because I think Houston's a really, really good team. But you can't overextend your guys. Like Lance Lynn just went on the injured list. His knee is a little bulky. I think he's got a little bit of a dead arm. you got to have your guys at the peak efficiency or as close to it as possible when you get to the postseason. Tony said yesterday to Jesse Rogers, Jesse, here's my philosophy. If you tell me you can play, I play every game like it's game seven of the World Series. I'm just trying to win that day. If you tell me, Tony, my leg's bothering me, I need the day off, I'm not going to bother you. I'm not going to touch you. 
you if you're in the lineup, I'm playing to win that day like it's the last game of the season. So Cap- we'll find out. I think I think they're going to be okay. Uh, and and one of those reasons maybe Cap uh, is 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 it safe to say Dylan Cease has figured something out? He's been a different pitcher, Cap. I mean, he's always had unbelievable electric stuff, but it's been hasn't been able to harness it. But the strikeout to walk ratio has been off the charts, especially in the month of August. What's he doing differently, Cap? Because he looks like he's starting to you know live up to those lock, lofty expectations uh, that were there when he came into the league. Okay, so in talking with Len Casper, Darren Jackson, Steve Stone, they felt, especially Stoney, that Dylan Steve nibbled. And Stoney said, kid, you throw 101, you've got the best breaking ball in the American League. It goes from your nose to your toes. You've got a slider that's virtually a wipeout pitch. Quit nibbling the corners, and all of a sudden now it's 2-1. and one. you got to... Get the fastball over, bam, it gets hit. That's what he has done so much better since the All-Star break. Hey, man, I throw 101. If you can hit it, good luck to you. Here we go. And it's, it's really worked. He just has electric stuff, and he has made that stuff now almost unhittable at times. Uh, good stuff. Cap, I hear the last thing. Was there a big brawl at uh, Guaranteed Rate this weekend? Did you see that Sunday Cubs, White Sox fans getting after each other? I, yeah, I did. There was a fight. I don't understand if you're at a game and you're, okay, Bears, Packers, Cubs, White Sox, Iowa, Iowa State, whatever it is, why do you have to fight the fans of the opposing team? Can't we all just, mm-hmm. hey, man, we just got out of a pandemic and guess what? We're just having a good time here, having fun. Hope my team pounds yours. We have to fight each other? The stupidest thing I've ever watched. Uh, you're preaching to the choir. Capper, great stuff. We'll talk to you next Wednesday, David Kaplan. Have a great day. Get that milkshake for me. <laughs> we'll save you a spot at the counter at the Drake Diner. You got it. All right, see you, pal. Good to talk to you. David yeah. Kaplan uh, from Chicago. Hey, there was a, It was a massive brawl. I mean, pretty oh, yeah. a throwdown. Um White Sox and Cubs fans getting after each other. By the way, Cappy is sponsored by our friends at Centurion Stone. Now, they'll be closed this weekend, so you cannot go and uh, t- check them out uh, at the shop, if you will. You can do so online, Centurion Stone, Avive. We're still putting off that project, or it's all of a sudden moved to the top of that to-do list. And if it's manufactured or natural stone in your future exterior or interior project, check out Centurion Stone, Iowa's best selection of stone veneer, Centurion Stone of Iowa. Iowa.com. Showroom's open today. It's open tomorrow, Friday. Likewise, it's just the weekend that they're closed. You can find them at 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy. All right, we did Iowa State in hour number one. Time to do the Hawks with John Bowen Camp. From the Associated Press? The AP reporter. Good to see that from Mr. Bowenkamp. Absolutely. And uh, see his name in the byline from the AP stories. Uh, We talked about earlier in the week, still no line for Iowa State, you and I. That's still the case when you look at DraftKings here, FanDuel, whatever it is. Legal shops, right. But offshore, right? There is a line. I have found an official line. Well, Chris Williams had found one at 34 and a half, I think he tweeted this weekend. So this is Five Dimes, which okay, yeah. used to be a very reputable place. Yep. They've run into some well, issues. Have you, have you, and have you seen some of the spots that we're all reading now based in the United States? Yes. That should, they, that, that should be a talking point. This is not. Just forewarning. 
but they have a spread out. You and I is getting 37 and a half. 37 and a half. That I don't even think is the craziest part, though. Okay. The total in the game is 42 and a half. <laughs> so basically, you do the math. They're anticipating yeah. a 40 to 3 game here. Jeez. You and I has got a lot of questions offensively. Mm-hmm. I get that. But 40 to 3? 37 and a half? It's a lot of points. It's a lot of. Do do you anticipate? Um, well, we'll talk with uh, Troy Macker from Bet Rivers on our MediaCom show in an hour. Mm-hmm. We'll ask him. I mean, will they put out a line? Do you think? They, I think they will. But Friday, Friday, Friday is usually when those mm-hmm. come out. Sometimes Thursday night, but Week One it's usually Friday before you get those FBS versus FCS lines. But offshore, they thirty-seven have it. and a half, and the totals you say forty-two and a half or forty-three. No. The total is 42 and a half. Yeah. 42 and a half. It's impossible, right? <laughs> seems like it. Got some more breaking news here. Oh. Well. Like that? Yeah. Uh, the NFL officially announced that the New Orleans Saints opening game we speculated about yesterday with the Packers. It will be played in Jacksonville. Late afternoon kick, 325. will be played in Jacksonville. Packers minus three yesterday when I looked at this. Now a neutral field game. So, aren't the Saints in Texas? They're they're, they're practicing at TCU. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys aren't at home this weekend, are they? That'd be the easiest. Or next weekend, right? Maybe Jerry said, no thanks. That's weird. Going to go to Jacksonville. They're is practicing there a game, at TCU. Is there a game, though, in Dallas? Oh, uh, yeah, there was a college game this weekend, but that's and not And then this the following game. week, maybe there's I something going on. I don't know the answer. Could be a concert. That. Don't know the answer. That could be. But Jacksonville, interesting. So when you got that news, I know you jumped right on your account and bet. Yes. Now, a lot of the books in Vegas are are refunding if oh, you played are. that. Yes. If you had the Saints more than likely. If, if you had the Saints. They're refunding everything because the game was moved. Mm-hmm. Is, is your bet still valid or did you get a refund? Well, that's a good question. Let's open up the account right now at DraftKings. And by the way, they have that Clemson, Georgia. Let's all hammer that under and get it down to zero so we can all win an extra 25 bucks we got that read coming up here my bets as i open it up it is still open oh, packers see. minus three all right uh we will talk to john bowen camp on the hawks miller and condon just real quick this ads on tv just reminded me the number one show in central iowa on friday night was southeast polk and dowling it's on great, great it's news. awesome i wonder if it if it gives them Oh, not pause. Just wondering, maybe we should have done this earlier. <laughs> well, not just that, but maybe a little ammunition to come back to NBC and say, yes, I know you want to have the Dateline right. on live, but right. Good look point. at the numbers that we're pulling in. Because they're only doing five, did you say? Yes. Five games? And they're the number one show in Central Iowa on Friday night? Mm-hmm. And and look, at I get it's a preseason game, but Chiefs and Vikings were playing each other. Two of our four local teams. It wasn't teams. Chiefs versus Jaguars. No. It wasn't Vikings-Browns. Right. It was a real game. Between the Chiefs and the Vikings. Yeah. And Dowling and SEP beat it. That's awesome. Good for you, Keith Murphy, Justin Surrency, and the decision makers over at WHO-TV. We will come back with John Bowenkamp. We'll get his thoughts on what he heard. By the way, his team's going to win the West. Dodgers are going to win the West. Dodgers are going to Dodgers are going to win the West. They're going to come back and get it. Oh, breaking news! More breaking news! Oh my God! Bet Rivers does have the line up for Iowa State. You and I, as I say that, our friends at Bet Rivers has opened it. Iowa State minus thirty-two. Now that's more like it. Minus thirty-two, or you can lay the thirty-one and a half 
and our plus what 31 and a half and the juice changes a little bit. No total yet for the game, but 32 the number currently at Bet Rivers. Good news, the game is up. All right, we better the longer we keep talking, the more news you're going to break over there TC. <laughs> John Bowen Camp next 1460 KXNO 10 Media. If you plan to buy a franchise business or you're thinking of starting a new franchise, there's a lawyer right here in Central Iowa that can help you through the process. Rush Nigget, a brick gentry law PC, has set up an affordable service to help individuals considering buying or starting a franchise business. Learn more online at rushonbusiness.com. Let Rush Nigget help you buy or start your franchise. Rush Nigget, the franchise lawyer with brick gentry law PC. It's good. Ever you get your podcast. For all of your and your family eye care needs make it elite eye care dr ethan heisman dr heidi bell and dr kelsey sawatsky provide expert eye care close to home from eye exams to contact lenses eyeglasses to sunglasses make elite eye care your local optometrist in introducing vision therapy vision therapy is a doctor supervised non-surgical and customized program designed to correct vision problems elite eye care is one of the few optometrists to provide this service in central iowa set up your next I care appointment with Elite Eye Care, 9250 University Avenue in West Des Moines, and online at iDrDesMoines.com. KXNO. Trent Condon here to tell you about Rent Estate, the new revenue rocket ship. Putting your home up for rent, not for sale. But why would you do that in a seller's market? Just do the math. Selling a home will catch you some cash once, while renting a home keeps that cash coming month after month after month. And because there are always renters, but not always buyers, Rent Estate is foolproof, recession-proof, and retirement plan positive. What's not to love? The hassles of being a landlord? For one monthly flat rate, Renter's Warehouse will take away the tedious tasks. Tend to your tenants, answer the 3 a.m. calls, market your property, and collect the rent. Make the savvy, long-game, paradigm shift and choose Rent Estate with Renter's Warehouse. Get your free rental price analysis today. Go to renterswarehouse.com or call 515-528-4429. 515-528-4429. Because you can't buy happiness. Will not be discriminated against. Welcome back, 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM. Take you until noon. Trent's plays of the day coming up. And right now, John Bowen Camp, AP. Yes. Hawkeye Nation. You can read them a lot of places. I read the AP story that popped up on my, what do they call it, when you log on, landing page on my, <laughs> I think I don't know what the hell it is. That's where I read it. Anyways, John Bowen Camp, how are you? I'm doing good. How you doing? Doing well. Enjoyed your piece here today. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, it's good to see. So is the AP thing going to be a season-long gig for you? Yeah, season-long thing. And and, uh, and then uh, probably we'll do basketball, too, um, you know, depending on on how they want to do things. So, I mean, it, it, as I told Trent off, off, off the, offline there, I said it gets me in the press box. That's I would have been right. there anyway, but... But it gets me in the front row instead of the second row. That's so. a good point. Nice. Yeah, those two little initials behind are on your yeah. placard. AP does exactly. care, does have some pull uh, still yeah. to this point. So your takeaway from yesterday, listening to Ferentz, listening to some of the players, uh, what was your biggest takeaway, John Bowen Camp? 
I, you know, I, I mean, I mean, the obvious one is they're just going to be happy with they're happy with a normal game week. They're happy to be playing in front of fans, and they, and I think that's a big deal for these guys. I mean, I I think last year and, and Sam Laporta kind of said that to me when when I was talking to him that last year was really tough on them. I think, and so I, I think they're just ready to play a football game in front of fans, and that was the biggest thing um, from from a game perspective. I, I think they know that that they've got a big challenge here with this Indiana offense and the way they do things. And so I, I think this defense knows that it's going to get challenged and they're going to have to be good up front. And that and that's on both sides of the ball, I think. So to me, that's that's going to be the biggest thing on Saturday is, is how the lines play on both sides for them. John, we talked a lot earlier in the show today about all the superlatives being thrown Spencer Petrus's way. I'll leave that for Ken because he's buying everything <laughs> that's going there. Another guy, though, is Jack Campbell. And we saw mm-hmm. him a season ago, limited duty, but... He looks the part. He looks different than any linebacker I was had, certainly in the Ferentz era. Take us through the ascension of, of Jack Campbell and now the move for him from weak side over to the middle linebacker spot. I mean, that's a sign that they really like what he can do, and they really like kind of the way he he leads on that defense. And like you said, he he looks a lot different than a lot of these, you know, some of these linebackers that I was at the past. Um, I'm just I'm really impressed with him, and I really want to see what he can do on Saturday. He's going to be a big part of this defense, and, and he's going to have to be a big, a big part of the defense in Saturday's game, considering the way the way Indiana does things. So we're gonna we're gonna get a big look at him, but I I think he's as, he's going to be as as impressive as any linebacker as we've seen in in the recent recent years there. Uh, John, I've done an about face based um based on what I'm hearing on on Spencer Petrus. I thought this team was. You know, with just an average kind of Spencer Petras 2020 version, seven and five, they'll fall to, you know, they'll be a seven and five football team kind of meh. Uh, but then when you guys got an opportunity to see him at Kids Day and all of the media came away, and I don't think you're just, you know, it's not your job to build confidence in right. the QB by writing positive stuff about him, but you all right. felt that way, which tells me there must have been something there. And then when I see the quote yesterday when Ferentz was asked about, about Petrus, where he was from at this point last year to where he is at this point this year, and his answer was it's a night and day comparison. Really, there must yep. be there there must be legitimate growth in Iowa's QB, which I think should get a lot of Hawkeye fans pretty excited. You know, I think so too, and, and you can kind of tell it in when you're talking to the players. And to be really honest with you, you you go from just a few weeks ago from media day and the quotes from the players and you could just, I mean, at media day, it was, yeah, you know, he's showing progress. And yesterday it's, you know, he's a leader. He's, you know, he's running this offense. So you can just see in the last, you know, few weeks that even they're, you know, they're, they've gone from being, you know, maybe 60, 70% in to being all in now. And so, I mean, I, I think you pro- they've probably seen in this fall camp, a lot of growth from him as a player, as a leader and that sort of thing. And you know, honestly, yesterday talking to him, again, you could you could sense a lot more confidence in him. He was having fun with us. Somebody asked him, you know, when was the last time you you, you played a football game in front of fans, other than you know the you know the mop up duty he's had, and he's like, I think it was in high school when I, you know, that was my last start in front of a full house of fans. And he remembered the high school in California they played against. I mean, you could just tell he was a lot more relaxed. I mean, Kirk said. He didn't want to use that term to describe him because of, of, of the way he is on the field. 
but he said, you know, you can see a lot of confidence in him, and I think we could see that in him yesterday in just talking to him. You could see he enjoyed talking to us. He wasn't defensive. He wasn't, you know, I mean, he he really wants to be in charge of the seat. Excuse me, John, this latest round that we've seen pop up, Viable Football, playing at a high level, one thing that has changed is not what they do with the defensive line, but the amount of depth that they use on the yeah. defensive line. It's six, seven, eight mm-hmm. deep every single year that is going to get rotational depth. And you look around, it doesn't feel like, at least on paper, at least names that we know are there. Can they get to that point? Is it realistic to expect to see seven, eight guys getting consistent minutes? And how concerned overall the lack of experience do you have with the defensive line? I think that is a concern. I mean, I think lack of experience is, is, is always a concern. But that's why you do the rotation. You don't put guys that are redshirt freshmen and sophomores and whatever that haven't played a lot into a situation where they're playing a full game and they're doing all this. You're rotating guys in and out. You're letting guys, you know, get get their you know get their bearings out there and that sort of thing. And so they've been successful with this in the past. And I mean, you think back to a few years ago, and and and, and they were doing this, and some guys emerged that we didn't quite expect, maybe. Um, and I think you're going to see that with this group. I think this is this is a really talented group. I don't know how much, you know, again, they're going to make mistakes. But this way, I think it keeps fresh guys in there. It, it keeps the, maybe the confidence going a little bit, too. And just, you know, not letting guys make a lot of mistakes and letting them kind of work through things. I, I think it's worked, you know, it's worked well for them in the past, and I think it's going to work well for this group, too. Uh, Gary Bart also met with you guys uh, at some point yesterday. Uh, it sure sounds to me, John, and this this is a this is a this is a blow. I mean, this is the biggest game in the state uh, every single year. It's it's. Well, I don't have to tell you that it just it just moves the needle like nothing else in our state does. Yet it seems like in the uh, in the fashion that we're used to that they rotate. One year it's a names, the next year it's an Iowa City. Listening to Gary Barda and and he's right. I'm not being critical of his his need for seven home games. Right. Uh, this isn't this isn't a new statement from him. Uh, so. It just seems to me like, boy, oh, boy, this is going to be tough to fit a game, a return game in Ames once this alliance, assuming this alliance, uh, comes to fruition. And that's the biggest thing is, is I mean, you know, we we don't know what this could look like a year from now, two years from now. Um, you know, he said they're going to honor, you know, they're honoring all the contracts they have. So that means this good, this series goes through 2025. Now you, um, you know, I mean, like I said, the bottom line is he wants seven home games. And can you do seven home games and play a road game at Iowa State if one of those home games is against, you know, I mean, I mean, how does the Iowa State game fit into those Alliance games? I think it can be done. Well, I hope you're but right. It, I mean, but I mean, but I mean, I, I think it can be done, but I think you also have to be really smart with your scheduling and that sort of thing. And, and I do think, I really do think that the Big Ten steps back to eight games. Mm-hmm. You know, for for a conference schedule, and then and then that makes it a lot easier to do that. But I, I think he really wants to play this game. But I think he the the the, the end all for him is it's got he's got to have seven home games, and and that's not that's non negotiable. That's that's written in stone. So if you can play seven home games and still play the Iowa State game, still play an ACC or Pac twelve team, I think you do it. And and so I, I think that's probably he's going to try to figure out a way to do this. I think forward. 
But, just, again, the seven home games is, is the biggest thing that, that is on his mind right now. For the first time since 1979, Iowa opens with a Big Ten game. It was Hayden yep. Fry's first game against Lee Corso in Indiana. <laughs> Same opponent. So here come the Hoosiers to town. They got their quarterback back off an injury. Michael Penix, he is great throwing the ball deep. He's got big wide receivers, including on the outside with Ty Freifogel. That guy can make plays. Big receiver crew, defense that's going to blitz. How do you see the Hoosiers? I, I, I think this is a, this is a big test. The one thing I, I, I mean, it's going to be a big test for I would go back to the defensive line thing. The defensive line is going to have to be good. You're going to have to get pressure on him, to, on Penix, to make him, you know, to try to get him to make mistakes. If you let him sit back there and throw, even as good as Iowa's secondary, and that can become a problem. Uh, the biggest thing I, I think on Saturday, and the, and the players were talking about this yesterday, is don't let them get big plays. You know, the, you're, you're, he's going to complete some passes. But don't let him complete that sixty yard or that seventy yard or that sort of thing. Um, you know, Iowa's secondary is, I, I think, very good, and I and I think sometimes it's overlooked. It's very good. It's very deep. But they're going to need to be at their best on Saturday because you can't let him get going and you can't let him get the big plays. And that's going to be the biggest thing, I think. Uh, and last thing for you, John Bowen Camp, and sure. I've uh, gone over round and round on this, which means it's been a hell of a race, and the Giants and the Dodgers <laughs> have been a hell of a race, uh, as, as good as there's been all season in baseball. I, I think the Dodgers are, the cream is going to rise to the top. Hate the cliche, but it seems like that. Look, this weekend in San Francisco, it's the last time these two teams will see each other in the regular season. Yep. Sure seems to me like the Giants better sweep the Dodgers, because the Dodgers, their pitching's picked up, they're, they're, they're they're hitting the baseball. Um, they've got a better roster, quite frankly. Giants almost need to sweep in this weekend in order to maintain uh, that lead. I don't think they will. How do you see it? I, I mean, I, the one thing about it is the Dodgers didn't. I mean, the Dodgers didn't really set up their pitching to get to throw their best. I mean, they're throwing their best in, in this series right now against the Braves. So that kind of concerns me a little bit. But they've been really good in bullpen games this year. And 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 it's become kind of I mean kind of a standard of this of this pitching staff. So I mean I you, you're going to get Bueller. I think Bueller goes Sunday, so you're going to get him out there at least. You can get one, but I mean you know you could be you could be a game up on him going in, depending on what, on what happens mm-hmm. here the next two nights. And you're only half game out now, so um, you know it's a big series. I mean there's there's a lot of games left to play in September, but I, I think this. This weekend, I think, is really going to kind of set the tone for what comes up in September. So, no, but yes, you're right. The cream is the cream is coming to stop. I, I think it is. I think it has been yeah. fun. Been fun to watch. No doubt about it. Yep. John Bowen Camp, Associated Press. That's a nice ring to it. Uh, John, <laughs> thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you in the weeks ahead. Appreciate it, John Bowen yep. Camp. Yep, good to be on. Thanks. Yep. Good to talk to you, John Bowen Camp, on Iowa and a hardcore Dodger fan. Take a time out. Big series, Sunday Night Baseball as well. It's a good way to end. Yeah. I'll be watching It's not football. ending, though, Trent. We've got another day. We've got Monday. Oh, that's right. It's a long weekend. Uh, yeah, I'll be watching football, too. Miller and Condon, 1460 KX and 106.3 FM. On Friday, September 10th. College football is back, and it's time to hammer the over and score some cash. DraftKings Sportsbook, giving all customers a chance to lower the over-under on this weekend's most anticipated college football game, Georgia versus Clemson. For every 2,500 customers who bet the over on Georgia-Clemson, that line actually drops by a half a point. Every better who hammers the over in that feature game helps lower the over-under for all of us. As the line lowers, the odds remain at even money 
That's right, you can double your money by hammering the over. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code KXNO when you sign up to hammer the over. For every 2,500 people that bet the over on Saturday's Georgia-Clemson game, the line will decrease by a half a point. Yes, this is your chance to improve the odds on the overhitting. So tell your friends, tell your family, this is the team manager. Let's get together on this one, folks, and get that line down to zero. Hammer the over. Improve your odds of doubling your money. Code Promo code KXNO for limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older. I will only restrictions apply. Maximum is a $25 wager on that. One per customer. Offer ends 9-4-21. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Uh, tomorrow we're going to have uh, Drake head football coach Todd Stepsis on for a couple of minutes, a few minutes. I'm going to shortchange him on time. Uh, like that story um, from last year when they played in the spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get there. They are opening night tomorrow, and they're serving beer at Drake Stadium, by it's the good way. good thing. It is indeed a good thing. Sipple will be here. <laughs> On Nebraska, Fordham. Ooh, looking forward to that. Yeah. Not what's, the Fordham part. What's the number? 40-something? Didn't I hear? Is it, I think it's in the 40s. i got to do some more Fordham research. Well, don't, don't you don't. Just take Fordham. Just take Fordham. 40 points. That. <laughs> With that team? Yeah, boy, oh boy. What we saw Saturday. we yeah. got college football tonight. Uh, are you betting or what I'm are you betting. doing? Are you watching? Are you going to watch baseball or are you going to watch college football? Both. Me too. i got a clicker. I can do both. Oh, you do. You don't have to get up and change the channel no, anymore. No, we've come a long, long ways Indeed. from those days. I'm going to be jumping on the Gamecocks tonight. Give me Jacksonville State and the 17 and a half against UAB. Love Bill Clark and that story. Program went away, came back. Yeah. He's an incredible mm-hmm. head coach. He's really, really good. But too many points here. Kenny White, his magazine helped me out. Had a pretty good power number on Jacksonville State, so I'll jump so on. So you, you've got the mail. He said he was going to send them to us. I keep waiting and looking at the mail. And Anyways, uh, good stuff. Um, also, baseball tonight, I will be watching Twins-Cubs. Joe Ryan, the Olympic hero. Yep. He will be making his Major League debut. They got him in the Nelson Cruz trade. Okay. So watch his debut tonight against the Cubbies. Against the Cubbies. We shall see. Lee Sterling's going to join the program tomorrow yeah. as well as he makes his first appearance about 10.45, 10.50-ish. Murph and Andy in an hour and five minutes. The Fanatics at 3. Hawk Central Radio tonight. Leistakow and Company at 6 o'clock. We're Miller and Condon. 10 to noon on 1460 KX and Owen 106.3 FM.